Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever, whatever listeners podcast, we welcome you to another episode of the Genius Cast. You know me, I'm Jameson. I'm the genius, getting you set for your Week Nine matchups. One game in the books: the Packers defeating the 49ers on Thursday Night Football. We're going to talk about that game, break it down on what we saw happen, maybe some nuggets that we saw that we can maybe look towards the future of the uh, of the 2020 season. Uh, things we can kind of uh, grab a hold of. We're also going to talk about the injury from last night game. A lot of big-name players were out of the game beforehand, whether it be due to injury or to uh, the, the COVID situation on both teams. We'll talk about that and much more, but the majority of today's podcast we're going to talk about is the upcoming weekend of matchups. Week 9 has a lot of juicy matchups, a lot of matchups that we're looking forward to, some big games going down, so we'll break down each and every one of those games, give you my two cents on the games. Who do I like in DFS? Who do I like in the season long? And are there any fades? So we'll break down each and every game on today's podcast. As usual, a full packed Friday podcast. But before we do that, a little housekeeping needs to take care of. If you've not done so already, please give us a follow. We are at FansportsGenius on Twitter, and we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.FantasyFootballGenius.com where winning isn't everything. It's the genius thing. We have our mastermind chat ready for everybody to take, a, take advantage of. Weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. If you have any questions on it, maybe you're on the fence on whether or not it's something that would be interesting to you. We break down and we talk about anything fantasy football. You have a question, I will get back to you within 24 hours, most likely within an hour or two, and always available up until kickoff. We have helping a lot of people win their leagues on a weekly basis. We want to help you win your matchups as well. So if you have any questions, maybe you're on the fence, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Twitter. More than happy to answer any questions to see if you want to be part of the Genius Mob and be part of our Mastermind Chat. Let's jump right on into today's podcast and let's talk about the Packers. Let's talk about the 49ers last night. Packers doubled them up 34 to 17. Big game from Aaron Rodgers. Big game from Devontae Adams. Two players I said I'm going to be going 100% in. With all the value available in the matchup, um, those two players I did not want to fade. Uh, some people may think that fading a player is going to be 90% owned is the way to go. I don't think that's the case, in, 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 especially in football. These, these, uh, especially with players like Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, we knew they were going to get there. Absolutely phenomenal games by both players. So if you did not have them in your lineups, you are not sitting in the cash tonight, just as we thought. Aaron Rodgers, four touchdown passes, one of which went to Devonta Adams, but De- Adams, 10 catches, 173 yards. He is the number one overall wide receiver in football. As I said at the beginning of the year, last year I had him as my number one. Uh, injuries debunked that. I went back to the well this year, and I am uh, loving the, the, the way we're seeing Adam, Adams play this year. Uh, absolutely phenomenal season. The chemistry between him and Rodgers are, are on another level. Name, another better, name a better duo this season between Rodgers and Adams. I will wait. They are by far the top combo in my 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 eyes. Um, phenomenal season. They continue to do it on a weekly basis. And when Adams is healthy, we know he's going to get there. And yet again, he got there against a bad 49ers secondary. One thing that I did get wrong on the 49ers side of the game is I faded the passing game, which meant I had zero Richie James. Nine catches, 184 yards, and a touchdown for the number one wide receiver last night for the 49ers. You likely needed to have him if you were going to take down any kind of those big GPPs. He was low-owned in those GPPs, but if you did not have him, you had no shot of winning because of how, how big of a game he had last night. And another big thing that I, that I got wrong last night... <clears throat> 
was Jamichael Hasty. I thought Hasty would be getting the, the bulk of the touches. It went to McKinnon. I took a stand on Hasty. I had more Hasty compared to McKinnon. I had a lot of shares of both. I did like both of them um, in the game, so I did have uh, a lot of lineups with both of them in him. But when you have a bust like Hasty, it's uh, very hard to come back from that. I, I, I did call the Tyler Irvin. I thought Irvin would have a, a much bigger game than Dexter Williams. Best case scenario, I thought, would be they'd be 50-50, where Irvin, I thought, had a better chance of getting more stats um, with Williams in there. And especially with Aaron Jones active, I think that kind of took away a lot of uh, play from Dexter Williams. So hopefully you did not have Williams in your in your lineups. As I mentioned, Urban was the way to go. He's much more involved in the passing game for this offense as well. And again, we know that the Packers want to pass the ball, want to pass the ball often. And they need to find another option uh, outside of Devonta Adams. Maybe they got it with Marquez Val and Scantling. Only two catches, but both catches went for touchdowns. So two touchdown passes for MVS. But it sounds like we may be getting Lazard back this week. So if he's available in your leagues, I definitely think he's a player you want to run to your waiver wire and make a bid for. I definitely think he's going to have an impact moving forward in the second half of the season. He is the number two option there in Green Bay, and if he is healthy, I do like him to kind of take some of the, the some of the attention away from Adams. Adams is still going to get there, obviously, on a weekly basis, but the Packers do need to find a number two option in this passing game, and I think, as we thought uh, before he got injured, Lazard is going to be that number two option. As for the 49ers, a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, no George Kittle, no Debo Samuel, no Brandon Ayuk, no Kendrick uh, Bourne. A lot of options in the, uh, uh, the ground game. We can go back to the ground game and talk about the ground game with uh, no uh, um, Mostert, no um, uh, drawing a blank in the game. A, a lot of big name players out for the 49ers pa- rushing attack. A lot of players out for the passing game. So we kind of knew the Packers were going to kind of have a big game. Uh, we're we're going to kind of uh, blow this team out of the water. Um, I think they got lucky to, 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 to get to the 17 points. I thought it was going to be much more of a uh, – maybe not even the ends on the way the, the, the game was going. The Packers were kind of dominating on both sides of the ball. Uh, Packers, absolutely phenomenal matchup last night. Uh, and, and they kept the pedal to the metal as they beat down the 49ers 34-17 to start off the Week 9 matchups. As we jump into the upcoming weekend of matchups, we'll start with the Carolina Panthers and the Kansas City Chiefs. On paper, I think it's the Chiefs obviously are going to handle the, the, the Panthers. I think there are some options we can look on on, on on Carolina side of things. As for the Chiefs, obviously Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, they're all in play. you got to kind of make a, make a decision. Is it going to be uh, Clyde Edwards-Alar? Is it going to be um, Le'Veon Bell? I still think CH is the top back to own in that backfield, but I think both players can be productive on a weekly basis. I still do believe that maybe uh, CH is more of an RB2 option where Bell is a, uh, is a flex play, but I do think there is room for both p- players to have success on a weekly basis, even together, so I don't hate the idea of playing both options, but I do prefer CEH if I'm picking between the two options in DFS or anything else. As for the Carolina side of things, it sounds like Christian McCaffrey is going to be making his uh, return to the football field. That's a good thing for this Carolina team. Um, I've been very impressed with the way, with the way this coaching staff has kind of coached up this, this offense, this team in, in general. Once McCaffrey went down, I thought this offense would kind of struggle and struggle mightily. That was not the case. They kind of righted the ship. They kept the ship afloat. Now you bring in their best player in Christian McCaffrey. So I think this offense is going to have a little better success than they have had. and They've had a lot of success recently, so I think it's going to get even a little better here. 
and we know if they are going to kind of contend with the Chiefs, they're going to have to score plenty of points. So I do think they are going to score a, a, a good amount of points, but obviously I don't think they have the firepower enough to hang with the Chiefs. If I'm picking on the Chiefs side of things, I think I do prefer Travis Kelsey over Tyreek Hill, but obviously both players are top-notch players on a weekly basis, and either player can kind of go off, and I think both players can actually go off. Last week we saw a lot of people kind of uh, going towards the ground game and kind of avoiding the passing game for Kansas City in those big, uh, big field GPPs, and we saw what kind of game Patrick Mahomes has. So I think Mahomes is always in play, and anytime you can get him at a low ownership, you obviously want to jump on. I don't know how low of an ownership he's going to have in this matchup after the big game last week, but obviously Mahomes, Hill, um, McCall Hardman had a big game last week. Uh, Travis Kelsey, I think they're all in play in all formats this week. I have the Chiefs beating the Carolina Panthers. And going back, back to the Panthers, I think um, we, um, th- this might be a week that we're looking at DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson. La- last week it was Robbie Anderson with all those um, kind of targets that he got last week. Um, he just had more receptions, and I, don't, and I don't think they went to DJ Moore as much as they should have. So I think they're going to realize that. They, they're likely going to have to pass the ball to stay with Kansas City. So I do prefer DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson. I think both players are fine options in this, um, hopefully, a sneaky shootout for Carolina side of things. Um, and obviously, Chris McCaffrey is in play as well, um, as long as he is not limited coming back from the injury. I have the Chiefs beating the Carolina Panthers on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks and the Buffalo Bills. Bills have kind of been a uh, started off hot playing some uh, bad teams, kind of struggled recently playing some good teams. What are they going to do with one of the better teams in football? The Seahawks do have a bad defense, but their offense is one of, if not the best offense in football. Absolutely phenomenal passing game. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett are having um, um, plenty of success with the let Russ cook scenarios happening this year. Russell Wilson uh, having a, an MVP type of season. I think it continues against this bad Buffalo defense. And in, in, in years past, we've seen this Buffalo defense kind of have a, um, a decent defense. We're seeing this year they are not a very good defense. Now they have the best passing team in football this year coming in in Seattle. I think uh, this might be a t- Tyler Lockett week. We've seen the kind of Metcalf and Tyler Lockett kind of uh, swap uh, having big weeks, and it seems like both players can't have big weeks together. So I think this week it might be a Lockett week with last week being Metcalf, the week before that being Lockett. I'm going to Lockett this week, um, but I think both players are obviously in play in all formats. Hopefully you just hit the right one if you're playing them in GPPs. But in terms of uh, season-long leagues, absolutely both of them are phenomenal plays because they're um, any, any given week, they're absolutely uh, weak winners for you, and you can never, ever, never, ever st- set your studs no matter what. So even if you are kind of superstitious and you think this is a Lockett week, there's absolutely no way you're going to at DK Metcalf. We're joking about that. Obviously, no one's, start, no one's going to bench him. But I do think it is Lockett over Metcalf this week, but I think both players are elite options as, we, as normal in the passing game for the Seattle Seahawks. As for the ground game, Chris Carson is still questionable in the, in the game with an injury. If he can't go, I do think that we're going to see uh, Dal, uh, DJ D- Dallas kind of have a decent game. I don't like him as much. Um, I I think with Seattle, they're going to want to pass the ball like they have been doing in the past. But if Chris Carson is available and is healthy and good to go with no restrictions, I don't mind Chris Carson as well. But I'm likely going to be going with the Seattle passing game in GPPs, in my opinion. As for the Buffalo side of things, I do think that we're going to see a big game out of Josh Allen. We've kind of seen him struggle the last couple of weeks. I think this week he gets back on track back on track to show that he is one of the better quarterbacks in football. I think if Buffalo is going to, is going to win this game, they're going to have to do it with Josh Allen and his legs and his arm. I think Allen has a big game on, on Sunday against the Seattle defense. I like the Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs as one of my favorite GPP stacks this weekend in DFS. I have the Seahawks over the Buffalo Bills on Sunday afternoon. 
Next up, we have the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons. Broncos come back, um, a, a big win uh, against the Chargers, who looked like they had the game in hand. Yet again, they do lose the game. So it, whether it be Atlanta, whether it be uh, the Chargers, they both teams seem both teams seem to lose those big leads and lose games late in games. Broncos head the Atlanta. I think the Broncos do have a shot of winning this game. Is it going to happen? It's only time will tell. We're going to have to see uh, Drew Locke kind of continue with the second half play they had last week. Last week, the first half, an uh, absolutely disaster of a half for Drew Locke and this offense for the Broncos. But the second half, we saw a different Drew Locke. We saw him take chances and look very good. And we know the Falcons do have a bad defense, but they can score at will on offense. So I think this is going to be a, a, a fairly high-scoring game. I do like Matt Ryan. I do like Julio Jones. I don't think uh, Calvin Ridley is going to play, but, but if, if Ridley is playing and there is lo- no limitations, he obviously is going to be in play. But I don't think that does happen. So I think Julio Jones is that much of a more of a lock. And I think Russell Gage might be in play as well, especially if there is no Ridley. As for Denver, I think we're going to eventually see a Jerry Judy breakout game. I thought it was going to come last week against the Chargers defense. This week, I think it comes. I think Jerry Judy has a monster outing against the Atlanta Falcons' horrendous pass defense. I have Judy topping the 100-yard mark, maybe getting in the end zone once, maybe twice this weekend with Drew Locke and Jerry Judy being a sneaky GPP stack and GPPs. Absolutely love that stack, and I don't hate the idea of going with double stack and adding Noah Fant into that mix as well. As for the ground game, um, I... I'm not too sold on Todd Gurley. I just don't like the the way they're kind of giving touches to Brian Hill. So Gurley's kind of a kind of a, a void for, for for me for the most part. Um, obviously, if you have him in season long leagues, you're likely going to start him because he's one of your uh, best backs unless you have depth there. But I don't hate, uh, but I don't like the the ground game in GPPs for the Atlanta Falcons. I think it's going to be much more of a passing game for both teams. Um, if I'm picking between the two and Denver, I think Lindsey is a better fit for the Broncos. The way that they're playing, the uh, between the two playing, seems like Lindsey gives the Broncos a little more success on offense, even though Melvin Gordon is the starter, but it sounds like Lindsay does is, is banged up, so got to definitely keep an eye on that. If that is the case, I likely won't be going either route, Gordon or Lindsay, but I do like Lindsay in GPP formats if he is healthy, ready to go, with a lot of people maybe going towards Melvin Gordon being the same price and knowing that Gordon is the starter. Maybe Lindsay kind of gets looked, uh, looked, looked off a little bit, but I do like the passing game for both teams, and absolutely love, as a sleeper option, the Drew Locke to Jerry Judy adding in maybe a Noah Fan as well as a double stack in large field G PPs. And for the Falcons, you, you, you got to like the Matt Ryan and Julio Jones stack as well. If Ridley can't go, that means even more targets for Julio Jones. Absolutely think that the, both players are in for big games, and we know Matt Ryan likes to sling the ball. I have the Broncos pulling off the upset. Maybe, maybe it's not an upset, but I have the Broncos beating the Falcons on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I think the Baltimore Ravens bounced back from a loss last week. I think they have a big game against the Colts. Um, yes, their defense on paper is a very good defense, but I don't think that's that's the case. I think the, the, the defense is kind of struggle against this Baltimore offense. I think we're, we're going to see maybe Marquez Brown kind of have a bigger game. He's kind of, sh- kind of showing his frustration a little bit in this offense. I do think Lamar Jackson and Marquise get it going this week. I don't hate the idea of going uh, Mark Andrews as well. Uh, the Colts do have a decent defense, but I do think that uh, Brown and Andrews can get there with Lamar Jackson. And I think J.K. Dobbins, obviously the running back we want to have in play um, on the Baltimore side of things, but the Colts are very good against the, the rush, so be careful with that. But I, we know that J.K. Dobbins does catch the ball quite a bit out of the backfield. That's why I like him a little more than I do Gus Edwards with no likely no Mark Ingram. As for the Indianapolis side of things, not really much to talk about in my eyes on, on offense. I do think the Ravens have a very good defense, so I don't like much on, on Indianapolis's offensive side of things. 
T.Y. Hilton, is he ever going to kind of come back? I mean, his salary on, on DraftKings is, is 4600 very cheap for being a, a big play player like T.Y. Hilton, but he just is not showing that he has the connection with Phillip Rivers, and we're seeing uh, Jonathan Taylor not being the back that a lot of people thought he was going to be heading into the season. Maybe he's hitting that rookie wall. Maybe he just isn't as good as maybe a lot of people th- thought he was, and I think this would be much more of a Naheem Hines role because if the Ravens do jump out to an early lead, the Colts are going to have to come back and uh, pass the ball a little more and I think Hines is much more of a pass catching back than Taylor is, and I like Hines a little more than Taylor overall, just because he's cheaper and I and I like his flexibility of being a pass catcher and a runner. But I'm likely not going any route for the Colts. I have the Baltimore Ravens kind of winning kind of head, handily over the Colts on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Houston Texans taking on the Jacksonville Jags. No Gardner Minshew. Sounds like he is going to be out this week. So that's going to be uh, bringing in Jake Luton. Don't know much about the guy, um, but but I have him ranked just because I think that uh, the Houston Texans' pass defense is not very good. I think they can get there on, on, on offense. So I don't hate the idea of LaVisca Chenault. Don't hate the idea of DJ Shark. Um, obviously, uh, James Robinson is in play as well. So if if, if they have a uh, an un- unproven quarterback uh, quarterbacking for the Jaguars, they're likely going to be looking at James Robinson quite a bit. But I think this game, Houston jumps out to an early lead, so likely um, forces the Jags to kind of throw the ball more than maybe they want to with the unproven quarterback. So absolutely love Deshaun Watson, love Brandon Cooks, love Will Fuller. I think Fuller is going to be in for a monster game. We thought maybe he was going to get traded to the Packers. That did not happen. I think he's going to be showing that uh, maybe that was a mistake for the Packers not offering a little more. Uh, absolutely love Fuller, Cooks. Um, Randall Cobb to an extent, and absolutely love Deshaun Watson this matchup. We know the Jaguars are not very good on defense either. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Even with Gardner Minshew out, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Give me the Texans over the Jaguars on Sunday. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings coming off that big win last week against Packers. Now they host the Detroit Lions with no Kenny Galladay. I think that's going to open a lot of things up for Marvin Jones. Uh, I, I think Marvin Jones is one of the safer plays in all formats because we know that Detroit's going to want to run throw the ball. And the number one option now with no Galladay likely playing is going to be Marvin Jones. And we've seen big games out of Marvin Jones, so I think he's a very safe option in all formats. Um, as for Minnesota, uh, Dalvin Cook went healthy. We, we've seen that he is a monster running back. He's one of the top backs in football. I think that continues this week against the Detroit Lions. Ranked worst rush defense in the league. I think he's in for another big game. And I think we might see a little bit out of Madison as well. I mean, if, if he can get in the game to kind of uh, uh, help out Cook get some rest, I think Madison might be in for a, maybe five to seven carries. Maybe if if he gets in the end zone, I think he's a, a nice value in GPPs, large field GPPs. I think he's a nice value um, playing on a run-first offense in Minnesota. And I think Adam, Adam Thielen is also in play as well. But I'm much more uh, interested in the Minnesota ground game than I am in the passing game. And I do think uh, DeAndre Swift is also in play. Looks like he has taken over the starting role for the Detroit Lions. And I like him at, out of the backfield at the pass catcher as well. So I think Swift is, Swift is also a very nice play in all formats as well. And hopefully you listen to me and you picked him up earlier uh, the last couple of weeks where I talked about Swift being one of the better uh, waiver wire pickups. I think he's showing that he is one of those better picks last couple weeks, having very, very nice games for the Detroit Lions. I have the Vikings over the Lions on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the football New York football Giants taking on the Washington football team. Two bad teams in a very bad division. Uh, we're seeing that the NFC East is not a good division. Uh, these are the two worst teams in the division. Maybe some will, will throw the Dallas Cowboys in there as well. Some may say that Washington might be able to win this division. I still think Philadelphia is going to win the division. I just think the other three teams are very bad teams. Um, so this game likely 
it's going to be a bad football game, but I think in terms of fantasy, we, not, we might get some good production. So I don't hate the idea of Daniel Jones. Don't hate the idea of Anto- – I actually love Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin on the Washington side of things. Uh, Wayne Gallman uh, getting to start with no Devonta Freeman. So we can go back to the uh, Wayne Gallman uh, uh, well. But we but Washington does have a pretty decent rush defense, so be very careful on Wayne Gallman. I like the passing game a little more. I, I, obviously, I like the passing game much more than I do the ground game for the Giants. Um, and If I'm picking between the two wide receivers, between uh, Shepard and Slayton, I prefer Shepard. I think he is the number one wide receiver to own in New York when he's healthy. And it looks like he's healthy after his big game last Monday night. But absolutely love Terry McLaurin on the other side of the ball. I have Washington beating the Giants. Even though I think it might be a high school game I don't have a whole lot of interest in DFS purposes just because there's other options that I like to go but I don't hate the idea of Antonio Gibson or Terry McLaurin or maybe Sterling Shepard um, in the game in all formats next up Chicago and Tennessee the Bears, uh, what can we say about the Bears? The Bears' offense is not very good, but we know the production goes to Allen Robinson. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. He's going to have success. I see another big game against Tennessee Titans. Tennessee does not play have very good pass defense, so I do think Robinson's going to be in for a big game as usual. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It can be Foles. It can be uh, anybody. It can be a guy coming out of, out of the stands, whoever it is. Robinson is going to have success, and I think he is going to get there this week against Tennessee, and I think he's gonna, he, obviously going to top the 100-yard mark, so I do like Robinson quite a bit this weekend against the Tennessee in a game they're likely going to have to throw the ball to kind of hang with Tennessee. Um, Absolutely love Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry might be one of my favorite plays of the weekend. I wish he got a little more involved in the passing game, but we know what he does on the ground. And we are in November now, so we know it is Derrick Henry season. So I absolutely love Henry against this uh, Chicago defense, which maybe a name value, they're a good defense, but I think they can be had on the ground, um, and I think Henry is going to get there. Don't want anything to do with David Montgomery. Uh, he was kind of a fade coming into the season for me. He just is a block kind of running back for me. He doesn't do much in terms of production, in terms of touches. He gets touches, but he doesn't do anything with those touches, so I don't have in, very much, if any, interest in David Montgomery. As for pass catcher, we talked about Allen Robinson, so obviously you know my view on Allen Robinson. Absolutely love A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. Corey Davis, I think, start, needs to start getting more and more respect in the fantasy industry. He's a very nice uh, wide receiver, two option, um, high-end flex option, the way he's been playing recently. Absolutely love Brown and Davis and uh, Ryan Tannehill in this matchup. Give me the Titans over the Bears on Sunday afternoon. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers. Can the Chargers have another victory stolen from them late in the game? Big division matchup between the two teams. I do like the Chargers in the matchup quite a bit. We're seeing what kind of player uh, Justin Herbert is. He's a phenomenal rookie, having some big games. He's, he has shown kind of that rookie uh, reaction in, in, during games, kind of having down games at times. But, but every game seems like he has success, but he does have those rookie kind of uh, – uh, the rookie thoughts, the rookie throws, whatever, whatever you want to call it, he does have those rookie rookie mistakes happening. But on a on a game a game basis, for as the game moves along, he has had a phenomenal year. As I stumble on this whole situation talking about Herbert, what I should be saying is Herbert is a very good quarterback, and we should trust him on a weekly basis, despite being a rookie. There, I got it out. That was hard to say. I don't know how why it was hard to say, but it was. As for uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr is obviously in play as well against the Chargers defense. We saw Bosa go out of the game last week, so if Bosa can't go this week, it uh, takes away a pass rush um, uh, for the Chargers, and I do think that Derek Carr, maybe even a Henry Ruggs kind of get there. I like both of those players in large field GPPs. Don't hate the idea of also Aguilar in uh, all formats. 
and Hunter Renfro maybe a little bit in, in GPPs as well. But I absolutely love me some Josh Jacobs this week. If they are going to kind of get back on track and if they are going to win this game, I think they are going to have to do it with Josh Jacobs. But I think it is going to be Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to bounce back from that loss, that horrible loss last week. And it seems like they're doing it on a weekly basis. I think they don't want to do it again this week. So I think Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, they're all in play in all formats. I have the Chargers beating the Vegas Raiders by kind of a handily score. I think they they beat them by double digits this weekend. Give me the Chargers over the Vegas Raiders on Sunday. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals. I am a big fan of this Cardinals offense. I think the Cardinals are showing they're they're one of the better offenses in football with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, whether it be Chase Edmonds or Kenyon Drake this week is going to be Chase Edmonds. Everybody knows my view on Edmonds, so I don't have to go into too much detail. Edmonds is a league winner for me. I think Edmonds is going to be showing this week, starting this week, that he is the better back in Arizona. It needs to be starter role over Drake. Drake is just not the answer for this offense. I think Edmonds is a better fit. I can go on about this over and over again. I've done it over and over again. We're going to leave it at that. Edmonds is a fine play and an elite option in all formats. I hope he gets the job moving forward. Absolutely love him in all formats moving forward. As for wide receivers, we know Hopkins. Hopkins is the man. Uh, but Christian Kirk is also starting to become uh, one of the better plays and uh, being one of, a nice deep threat for Mr. Kyler Murray. And speaking of Kyler Murray, he's one of my favorite quarterback plays on the slate this weekend. Despite the Dolphins kind of having a decent defense, they can be had against the pass, and that's how the Arizona's going to get there. Love Hopkins, love Kirk, love Edmonds, love Murray. Give them a me all. Even Larry Fitzgerald, I think he gets there as well. Maybe even a deep touchdown uh, from Andy Isabella for the Arizona Cardinals. As for Miami side of things, no Miles Gaskin. Kind of has me off this entire offense and for the most part. Uh, sounds like Matt Breda might be out this week as well. So is it going to be Laird? Is it going to be Jordan Howard? I don't know what, which way to go at the, at, for the backfield for Miami, so I'm likely going to stay off that entire backfield. As for the passing game, I think we can uh, look to Devontae. Uh, we can look at Parker. We can look at Preston Williams. And I don't hate Tua in large field GPPs as well. Because if they are going to win this game, I think they are going to have to score plenty of points against this Arizona elite offense that seems to be playing on a, on, on a weekly basis. This offense is getting better and better. So if Miami is going to win, they're going to have to put, uh, put the ball in the end zone quite a bit. I don't see it happening. I have Arizona beating the Dolphins. And I love the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Christian Kirk double stack on Sunday in a large. GP, large field GPPs. Give me the Cardinals over the Dolphins on Sunday afternoon. And we close out the Sunday day slate with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. What do we say about the Cowboys? They are not good on football uh, on the field right now on either side of the ball, offense or defense. Uh, once Dak Prescott went down, it, it affected this entire offense. Andy Dalton was thought that maybe he can kind of keep the, 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 the ship afloat for Dallas this season in a bad NFC East. But even he got hurt, and now we're looking at third and fourth stringers. Who are they going to play at quarterback? We don't know. They have not said who's going to be the quarterback this week. I just don't think we can trust Ezekiel Elliott. We can't trust Amari Cooper. We can't trust anybody on offense. Um, the safest players on this offense, if you can consider safe, are Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. But Elliott is suffering from a hamstring injury. Don't know how much available he'll be if, if he's even available at all. Got to wonder if he's going to kind of get ruled out with the Cowboys season kind of going down the toilet, as, as they say right now. You got to wonder if they want to maybe sit Elliott and kind of see what they have in Pollard. And with hamstring injuries, you just don't know what's going to happen with it. So gut feeling says even if Elliott plays, I think it's going to be a bigger role for Tony Pollard. So I don't hate the idea if you need a running back, picking him up, picking him up in your league if he's available. 
Don't know if I'd start him um, if Elliott's health, if, if Elliott is active. But if Elliott can't go, I think we definitely can look to Tony Pollard. He has looked pretty decent even uh, with the bad offense ever since Dak went down. Seems like whenever Pollard's gone in the game, he's looked a little better than Zeke Elliott, as, as odd as that sounds. But I just think this entire offense is going to struggle. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a good quarterback play. Their offensive line's not getting the job done. Their defense is scoring. You've got to wonder if the team is kind of giving up and the coaching staff as well. You hate to say that, but you've got to wonder about that as well. It seems to be a mess in Dallas. And oh, by the way, you're playing a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers who's coming in on fire. Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase, uh, Chase Claypool, um, Deontay Johnson, James Conner. They're all in play in all formats against the Cowboys. I see Pittsburgh putting up a big number on the Cowboys. Give me the Steelers big over Dallas on Sunday afternoon. And I think Dallas, unfortunately, is a fade altogether for me outside of maybe Tony Pollard if there is no Ezekiel Elliott. But I even think Ezekiel Elliott might be a fade for me. If you have other options, I definitely would look your op- other options over Elliott just because he just does not look good now, and now he has a hamstring injury to go along with it as well. That's enough for Dallas. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers big over the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Sunday night football. Um, as we sit down from a long day of football, we'll have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Big game, big division game. The five and two Saints take on the six and two Buccaneers. Saints won the first matchup. I think it was week one of the season. We saw the Saints get the job done against Tampa Bay. Now they head to Tampa Bay. Now we have a new face in Tampa Bay. That's right. Mr. Antonio Brown will make his Tampa Bay debut, sounds like, on Sunday night. He will join. I don't know if Chris Godwin's going to play, but if Godwin goes, he's going to join Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski. A star-studded offense there in, in uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay for Mr. Tom Brady. These are the weapons that he's never had in New England, so now we're going to really see what he can do with a bunch of all-star type of talent on offense. Um you got to like the Buccaneers in this matchup against a Saints team that kind of is, despite their 5-2 and two record, they've kind of struggled on offense, especially Drew Brees. So I think the Buccaneers are favored to win this game. I do have the Buccaneers uh, beating the Saints. But I think it's going to be a little closer than maybe most people think. I think the Saints are going to try to run the ball with uh, Alvin Kamara and with Latavius Murray. If they get Michael Thomas back, that'll be a plus for this offense as well. you got to wonder what's going on there with Michael Thomas' injury. Is it locker room related? What is the issue with Michael Thomas? So hopefully he can get back on the field and have a success because we want to see good players have success. And we, we have seen the Saints team struggle without Michael Thomas. So hopefully Thomas is back out there. He will improve. Latavius Murray, he'll improve. Alan Kamara, he'll improve. Drew Brees, he'll, entire, he'll improve this entire offense. But I do have the Buccaneers winning on Sunday. I'm likely going to stay away from the passing game in large, large field GPPs. I just want to see what Antonio Brown does um, for this team. There's a lot of mouths to feed for Tom Brady. We know that Tom Brady does like to throw the ball and kind of spread the ball around. You got Gronkowski, you got Mike Evans, you got Godwin if he's, if he's able to go. And now you bring in Antonio Brown. A lot of talent. I think we are starting to see Fournette take over the starting role for Ronald Jones. Last week, Ronald Jones had that fumble. Now you got to start wondering, is that going to force him to kind of ride the bench? Because we know once Brady uh, starts to dislike what you're doing on the field and fumbling is a big issue, we know that you can get in Brady's doghouse and he is the person calling shots there on the offense. (coughs) Excuse me. So we are seeing Fournette take over that role. So I do like Fournette quite a bit this weekend uh, on Sunday night. Give me the Buccaneers over the Saints in a close divisional matchup, which I think is going to be fun to watch on Sunday night. And then Monday night, we will close the, the week with the New England Patriots and New York football Jets. 
very blah game on a Monday night. So we're going to talk about this game much more on Monday's podcast. But initial thought is I don't want anything to do with this game. Patriots have not looked good on offense. We don't want anything to do with the Jets' offense. This game could be a sleeper fest. Don't like either offense um, in that game. So large field GPBs where we have all games uh, to us. I am not going to be touching the Patriots and the Jets. And in terms of season-long leagues, who could you play? And you're going to want to play Cam Newton. He has not looked very good. But he's playing the Jets' defense, so can you look at there? Do you want to play either one of the running backs in, in, in New England? Maybe you want to look at a Damon Harris. I don't like the the entire game um, altogether. It's going to be a game that maybe uh, is going to be one of the worst games to watch on TV because both offenses kind of struggle. I just think this entire game is going to be a blah game. It is football, though. Maybe we'll change our mind come Monday when I do our podcast on Monday. So I'll have some nuggets on Monday to talk about this game if, if you're playing that single-game slate. But in terms of all-day slates and all-weekend slates, um, I don't like any option for the Patriots or the Jets right now. And then for season-long leagues, if you, other, if you have other options, I definitely looked, I would look the other way. If you have any Patriots, if you have any Jets, this game is just a blah for me. Don't like it at all. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you guys had a fantastic Friday. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy the football games. And again, if you haven't done so already, please give us a follow. We are at Fansports Genius on on Twitter, and we are at Fantasy Football underscore Genius underscore on Instagram. And our website is always www.fantasyfootballgenius.com, where winning is and everything is the genius thing. Mastermind chat available in our weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. One-on-one access with yours truly, whether it be anything regarding fantasy football. I will get back to you within 24 hours, most likely be within an hour or two, and always available up until kickoff for all the different slates for our Mastermind chat folks. If you have any questions, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on, on Twitter. More than happy to answer any questions to get you a part of our Mastermind chat. Again, weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. And if the season does get cut short, we will refund the difference, whether it be a weekly, monthly, or full season package you have. We will refund the difference if it does get cut short, or we'll put it towards the next year in 2021. Have a great weekend. Good luck in your matchups, and have some fun watching these football games, some big games going on this weekend, some bad games as well, but we got to have the good with the bad. Hopefully we get some good games. Hopefully we get the Ws, and we take home those wins on a weekly basis. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a good day.